I am here today with Lisa Sharp of Stylish Sparrow. I'm Fran Gallagher, intuitive life coach with Really Flourish, and we are talking today about something that uh, in spirituality is called the personal essence. The Sufis call it the pearl beyond price. And it is an authentic aspect of preciousness that we all have. So that statement is kind of shocking for some people because in our society only infants are considered precious and cute little dogs and kittens. Uh, oh, I can't forget puppies. But this is all about finding what is precious and valuable in each of us. And I wanted to talk with you, Lisa, because you deal with this personal essence as a, uh, do you call yourself a style or wardrobe consultant? Yes. Yes, I do. Or sometimes I say personal wardrobe stylist. Oh, beautiful. That's my latest way of saying it. Yes. So first of all, uh, I want to just say that Lisa has that personal essence. You have that authentic, genuine feeling to you that I perceive in you. And I would bet that you go around recognizing that in others. I do. I do. It's the premise I work from when I work with clients because I believe that personal style is innate and it resides within each person. And my job is to see it, uncover it, engage it, um, and draw it out. And, and try and put it in front of the client so that she can see it and engage oh. with it and connect with it. D tell us more about that. You said it as try. <laughs> <laughs> try to put it in front of the client. Tell us more. <coughs> Pardon me. Well, um, I think when I start to see what I believe um, in your language is, is the personal essence of this person, um, and I do use that term because... When it comes to style essence, um, that's the way I language it. And when I'm working with a client, if I start to see some characteristics and qualities about her that I think start to put a little bit of a name and a description to her personal essence as it pertains to her wardrobe and clothing and fashion, I start to name it. So it might be words like soft or elegant or playful, or edgy, feminine, strong, bold. Um, those are some of the some of the words I've used in the past, and then I combine them with other words as they come up, as I'm getting to know her, and as I'm taking in all the items that she already owns that are in her closet, everything surrounding us in her home, but more, most importantly, that kind of, um, I guess you'd say je ne sais quoi, you know, you can't exactly put it into words, but that the essence is what makes her uniquely her. There will never be another her on the planet. Yes, yes. You know, I'm thinking about when I was a child, I played dress up. And there's a picture that I really like of myself in a big hat with some sort of chiffon thing on 
and I'm probably about four. Uh, my mom told me, she told me that when I was a child, I wore cats like mink stoles. <laughs> and they would relax and be on my neck and shoulders. Now, listen, I've tried it since then, and cats <laughs> don't stay put on me now. <laughs> oh, I've never seen that. that. I have a picture of it in my mind. I love that picture. <sighs> I, uh, I loved this uh, porcelain tea set that my mother was given in 1926, and it's real porcelain. If you hold it up to the light, the light shines through. That's how you know what that something is real porcelain. And I, I just loved beautiful, lovely things, even as a little kid. And my mom was so uh, surprised that I was so careful with the tea set that I was the only one who was allowed to play with it. And then I ended up with it, and I still have it. So there is this appreciation uh, and I think maybe what women might be revealing to you is the things they appreciate. And I don't want someone to feel left out because they did not play dress up with chiffon and they did not care about wearing cats as Ming stoles. Uh, that <laughs> if somebody else appreciated um, clean lines, uh, nothing fussy, then that would be their personal style yes. also. Yes, I was working with a woman um, last week who we determined the items that she was not wearing in her closet, she was not wearing them because they were too fussy. They had a couple of ruffles on them or they had a little too much lace. They were beautiful and she was very attracted to them, but she wasn't choosing to wear them. And that was the same vein that ran through um, some of the items that she was ready to part with. So naming it as to why you either are or are not attracted to it and comfortable wearing it, I think is important. And so we added that to her style essence list. No fuss, no muss. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's really beautiful. I think there are so many, I mean, obviously, so many shoulds about how people should dress. Uh, and I think that we maybe over time we are in a process of giving up the shoulds and finding what is comfortable. Uh, I had a moment quite a few years ago where I came home from a networking event and I literally tore my clothes off. I was so uncomfortable. And I vowed in that moment that I was never going to do that again. I wasn't going to wear clothes that I couldn't wait to take off. And one of the rules I have when I try on clothes is if I don't want to take it off, that means I really do want to buy it. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I never thought about it. And working on a, on a um, tip sheet um, for clients, you know, how do you decide if you should buy something or not? What is the criteria? And I like what you just said. If I don't want to take it off, it's coming home with me. That's neat. Yeah. You know, this personal essence... Um, again from the Sufi point of view is called the pearl beyond price and it's not anything you can buy there are people who are going to uh, be able to express their personal essence uh, in one way or another it's like Shakespeare said truth will out it's going to find its way 
out. And well, that is if we are, work on being in touch with ourselves. I think there is something beautiful about women as they mature because they are relaxing into themselves. There are a few young people who can relax into themselves early on. They have a special soul quality, I think. Uh, the opposite is a brittle or stiff demeanor. We're mainly talking about women, but we can be talking about men also. Uh, men who can relax into themselves and express themselves and aren't dressing according to a set of shoulds, but more according to their personal style. So uh, this idea about the personal essence, if you are visual and you can perceive energy, it looks like a pearl essence, opal essence light. It, it uh, glows a bit the way I'm told that the northern lights glow. And I can perceive it in myself, I can perceive it in other people when it is arising. Can you see it visually? I, I don't see it with my external eyes, I see it with my inner vision. So I see it with you. It's, it, is, uh, it can be fleeting in some people, it's very strong in you, Lisa. And it is a reflection or an indication that when I see it in someone or I perceive it in myself, I perceive it one way or another, perhaps not visually, it means the person has integrated more of who they are and has been through a journey to value themselves. There's a lot about value in it. Uh, when someone doesn't value themselves, they one indication, just one, and it, and it doesn't have to be that that's what it is, but they, they may have way too much jewelry on. Uh, do you remember the gold packages some of the cars had? Uh, if I saw the gold package on a car, uh, I would pretty much know that the person didn't value themselves, but it was striving to have that uh, superficial value on the outside of their automobile. Uh, when, when someone has this personal essence, there's a way that if you compliment them, for instance, they actually take it in. They pause to take it in. In fact, there was a speaker, I wish I remembered her name, and she said that if someone compliments you, if they say, you look nice, you should say to any part of this you can say out loud and any part you say uh, quietly to yourself, silently to yourself, thank you for acknowledging my magnificence. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> so you might just say thank you, but how many of us have had to learn to take in compliments and pause and say thank you rather, rather than that stupid way that I was raised, which is, oh, this old thing? <laughs> yes, yes. It's been a shift in a conscious process for me to graciously receive compliments and just um, not just with my words, but with my inner being to accept yes. it into myself. And you know, I don't really like it when I give someone a compliment and they say, oh, you're so sweet. Because I'm actually only saying it because it's true. 
and it wants to be acknowledged. The quality itself wants to be called out. It's not about me being sweet, I don't think, or about me being nice. It always kind of get, ruffles my feathers a little. <laughs> there is something to that dynamic, I think, that goes a little deeper than just saying someone is sweet. Uh-huh. Because I think that what's happening is that you're, you're acknowledging something that you see and naming it, and then there's a little bit of a, um, not intentional, by any means, but a belittlement. Or yes, a, denigrating. Um, yes. To say, oh, you're sweet. Yes, yes. I think that to actually reflect the comment more directly, uh, thank you for noticing. You know, you complimented my sweater, and I love this sweater. And it, it was, it was a, a find. It was a, a buy. Uh, and I don't know if I acknowledge that well enough, your compliment, but I do love this sweater. I love the color. I love the style. It's a, um, what color is this? Aqua? I'd call it a robin's egg blue. Ooh, okay. That's mm -hmm. one of my favorite colors. So oh, it caught nice. my eye. And I think that it, it caught my eye also because it has a hand knit texture to it and a unique um, button and it looks like the sort of item that would have a story to it like maybe you found it on a trip or your friend knit it for you and I'm very intrigued by the concept that we wear our story Ooh. and so sometimes I think compliments can lead to very interesting stories being exchanged and I think that um, that items that actually do have a story whether it's even if the owner doesn't even know the story I think um, tend to um, attract intrigue. You know, that's so interesting because the, this sweater was, uh, it, it's from the brand Free People, and sometimes there will be nothing. I mean, I, I am not allowed to purchase as much as my inner child would like me to purchase. Uh, uh, so, me too. <laughs> so I'm not, I don't uh, buy a lot of free people uh, clothing. But uh, this, there was a woman I admired, admired, sorry, and she had a yoga studio. And she, now that we're talking, she had a strong personal essence. And she had this sweater, but the yarn was multicolored. It was the same brand, the same season. And she said, oh, yeah, I got it on, um, it was one of the websites, either Nordstrom Rack or uh, the other one where it's... DJ Maxx? No, no, no. The, the high-end store that... Um, Anthropology? No, it's the, a big department store that's high-end, and it's out of Texas. Neiman and, Marcus. Yes, Neiman Marcus. It was like their last call or something like that. And so... I wanted that multicolored one, and I went, and I couldn't find it, but I found this one, and I liked this one even better. But she pulled off, if you can imagine, I just did air quotes, styles that I wasn't able to pull off, but I would admire what she was wearing. She wore cool hats and things like that, and uh, I occasionally feel like I can wear a cool hat, just occasionally and I can occasionally feel like wearing this sweater uh, but I think it's important to realize that some of the things that we choose 
we just can't always step up to be the person who can wear that. <laughs> and I think it gets back to your topic of personal essence because the woman who was wearing things that might be a little more bold might have a more bold personal essence, whereas this is a softer color and a softer yeah. tone. And I think when I'm looking at things that someone is trying on and we're in their closet, I'm paying attention to, does this item distract from them or does it enhance them? Ooh, that's a really good point. Because I'm imagining the sweater in really bright, bold colors. I don't know what the colors were in the multicolor that you're telling me, but I can see how what you're wearing now is very harmonious and how it draws attention to your face and it complements, um, it makes your eyes really stand out because it's similar to the color of your eyes. Whereas if it were multicolors of reds and greens and purples and ivory and all of that, it, my, my eye would go back and forth between you and the sweater and you and the sweater and you and the sweater. And so when I work with clients, um, I always have a mirror with me in case they don't have one because I want for them to see these things for themselves. It's, it's not helpful if I just tell them because then they're not seeing it and learning it and developing it. And I really like to work with clients to develop the ability to engage with these sorts of things for themselves. This is beautiful. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit more about the personal essence because the spiritual school that I'm part of is the Ridwan School. I'm loosely a part of. And How do you spell that? Because it sounds like you're saying wigwam, and I know that's not what it's you're saying. Ridwan, R-I-D-H-W-A-N. And they're out of Berkeley, California, and Boulder, Colorado, of course. I'm, and maybe Burlington, Vermont? That's and, another and, sister city. <laughs> and Austin, Texas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, not those other cities, just to be clear. But uh, Hamid Ali is the founder and the head of the school. He publishes a lot of books under the pen name A.H. Almas, A-L-M-A-A-S. And he wrote a book all about this essence called The Pearl Beyond Price. And one of the things he teaches is that there is no biological clock, that women become more uh, autonomous, or as they become more autonomous, this personal essence begins to emerge. And it can, it's synonymous with preciousness. But our society doesn't allow us to own our own preciousness, own ourselves as precious. We want to project that onto an infant. And so it's because of our increasing sense of our own value and preciousness that we want to have a baby. That's one of the reasons. Now, of course, there's biological urgings to make babies. That's for sure. Uh, but what often happens then is we have children, and once they are independent enough, we cycle back to having our own value emerge our own preciousness, our own personal essence, and it's as if we have another shot at developing this. And so that is one of the powerful uh, rejuvenating qualities of midlife and beyond our maturity, where women have another shot at really and truly valuing themselves and their contribution. The, their, their own unique way. You know, golly, I wish I had brought, there's this beautiful quote f 
from uh, Martha Graham about each of us expressing our own uniqueness. And I passed by the quote in the form of a bookmark on my bookcase before I left. I wish I'd brought it with me. But it, it is about how each one of us has a unique expression. And if we don't express it, it will never be expressed. It will never be part of the pattern of life. That's so mysterious and beautiful. Wow. I love that because it kind of gets back to that, you know, realization that there has never been another Fran. Yes. There has never been another Lisa. And I don't mean people by those names. I mean our unique right. souls and creations as creations. Um, and there never has been and there never will be. Yes. You know, uh, when my young, my oldest son, he got his first job, I think it was his first job or second job, working at a movie theater. And my then husband, his father, and I went for the first time to the movie theater. And my son was adjusting the thermostat in the theater, I think. And he was down in the corner, the very bottom right-hand corner of the screen. And the projection of the film caught his ear and his ear and the side of his head was caught in silhouette in a light part of the screen at the bottom right corner. And I knew immediately that it was him. Just seeing his ear and the wow. side of his head. Wow. Yeah. And there is, I have thought about the preciousness of my children and what makes them precious to recognize their hand or their foot. Um, both of my sons are grown, but, uh, how we love and we love this individual expression in the people that we love yes and I love the um, Sufi um, connection with the pearl to kind of the visual image of it because it's a soft glow and you happen to be wearing pearl earrings today and the luminescent soft glow of a pearl is very different than that of a gemstone particularly a diamond that catches light and reflects it back um, the pearl, it emanates out, but it also draws you in at the yes. same time. And I wonder what your thoughts might be about personal essence as it relates to a pearl versus a diamond, for example. Um, you know, or, or, or maybe let me, let me formulate my question a little better. You talked about the gold package on a car and how people want to put things on top of themselves to make themselves feel more valuable um, is kind of what I interpreted from what you said. And thinking about um, bling or diamonds or not to, to say that that's um, a poor choice, but I think that it is important to ask ourselves why am I wearing this and what what does it really represent about me or what am I wanting to convey as I wear this is it beauty um, is it um, attention do I want to gain attention by wearing this so I wonder if you have any thoughts about expressing essence through what one wears or, or how all of this pertains to the concept you're talking about well I think the most important thing to realize is that 
we are a location for essence in various forms to arise. Brilliance is actually an aspect of essence. It is an aspect of uh, our mental energy, that we can have brilliance. Uh, there, there are different locations in the body for these energies to come into our awareness. If you imagine that you are a location and in your location, various things can arise like strength, compassion, power, joy. And it is our awareness that whether we have it or we don't have it, that makes the difference. So a diamond may be absolutely perfect for some people to reflect an essence that they, they either uh, they identify with, they resonate with. You know, when my oldest son, Jason, I mentioned him earlier, when he was really, really young, I think we bought him a little plastic and steel motorcycle that was just about two feet long and uh, he called it his moaner cycle and he would wash it and tie rags to the handlebars <laughs> he was probably like three years old and he loved that moaner cycle and just like in the movie the piano where Harvey Keitel is caressing the piano as he uh, wipes it with a rag. That's such a beautiful uh, portrayal of valuing and finding preciousness in this piano. And that's what I saw my son do. And he has, <laughs> he has motorcycles now. Uh, and he, I always remember that that is an authentic expression of who he is. I personally do not value motorcycles. But I have to know that from very young, he loved this, loved motorcycles. In fact, he was about three, and we were walking into a grocery store, and a guy wearing Harley Davidson clothing and leathers and chains and all of that was walking out. My son walked in the door and walked out right behind that motorcycle guy and I had to grab him. And of course on that particular day I think he was wearing leotard tights and cowboy boots <laughs> because he liked to dress up. Uh, but anyway, uh, and Robin's Egg Blue leotard tights and cowboy oh, well, boots. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it, it all comes back together. Yes. But just to begin to be aware that there is a kind of conversation that's going on constantly between our inner world and our outer world. And there's a back and forth. And when we dress, for instance, we, we are reflecting something that is inside. And to just become aware of that and be curious what could be inside. Uh, I really enjoy people who are reflective and who are wondering uh, who they are, what, what is emerging within me, and how can that be reflected in the life that I am creating? Mm -hmm. My word for motorcycle when I was, before I could say it correctly was makanana. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, I, 
I can admire other people's love of certain things that I may not share, but I can feel how authentic it feels for them. So it, it's making me think of um, bringing personal essence into someone's um, closet and the process that we do together and then ultimately weaving it into their outfits that we put together. And I, I had a client who um, I worked with her the first time and um, we came up with a couple of style essence words that really resonated with her and um, and for her situation it even led to tears. Um, and it was a really healing experience for her. But And she called me a few months later and said, I really feel like there's something missing when I get dressed and I'm just not really where I want to be yet with my personal style. And so we had a second appointment together and through a process um, that was very um, spontaneous, came up with the third word that she really needed and started to weave that into her outfits. And so the first two words were feminine and strong and the third word in the second appointment was supernova. And so we went through her closet with those sorts of words in mind and added in some elements that really got to that supernova that she wanted to express about herself um, and some things that were going on in her life. And after that second appointment, she really started to feel more whole in how she was presenting herself. So, you know, even thinking about something as seemingly unrelated as a motorcycle, you know, if I worked with a woman, um, and I just work with women, it happens to be for clients, um, but if I were working with a woman who did ride motorcycles, and I know, um, I know of one here in Denver that does. Um, you know that would be part of the thing that I would have part of part of the piece of the puzzle of who she is that I would have in my awareness. So that, you know, when we were in her closets and putting together outfits, if there was a missing piece or if there were elements that were in her closet, connecting that to her love of motorcycles. And here's what represents that for you. And and I'm obviously not talking about wearing a motorcycle pendant around your neck. Um, it could be um, something with a hard edge um, and weaving those elements into outfits so that she's really expressing all of who she is. And I'm thinking that one person might ride a motorcycle because it feels powerful. Another person might ride it because it feels sleek and can move in and out of smaller spaces. Uh, I'm just thinking of uh, the Enneagram and how I love the system of personality typing called the Enneagram and one of the things I will talk to people about is how it describes motivation so a four might have a tattoo for instance because it makes them feel unique whereas a six might have a tattoo because it makes them feel part of a group <laughs> it is fascinating yeah so uh, and, and what, what I do also in, with my clients is similar in that I'm, I'm attempting to recognize who they really are, reflect that back to them, help them discern their own experience, their own awareness of these various energetic states so that they can integrate them and be more who they truly are. It's very healing if you're, if you're someone who grew up and wasn't able to fully express or experience who you are. Yes. 
it's very healing to have opportunities as you grow older to rediscover that and get in touch with it and the wholeness yes that comes from it is powerful you know you're reminding me of a dream that i had a long 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 time ago and i had uh, i had read a book about alfred hitchcock which is peculiar to bring up here but it was about how uh what is her name tippy hedron wore a celery green suit in the birds so it just so happens that in the dream i drive to a parking lot and i meet up with myself wearing i'm wearing a celery green suit <laughs> and this self me in the future we might say in fact now maybe i need to buy a celery green suit <laughs> uh she embraces me and she tells me you are a recognizer mm-hmm. and the idea mm-hmm. is that i recognize who people truly are and help them be that and you i'm wondering do. if you, you are do. also lisa if we're recognizers okay so this is amazing that you're saying this um i have a friend kathleen who um and a group of us um there are six of us total, including myself, and we stay connected with a text thread throughout the week. Um, Raquel is in California, and uh, Rochelle is in Colorado Springs, and then Sarah and Aaron and Kathleen and myself are here in Denver. And um, Kathleen is a prophetess, and she sees she sees the unseen and names it and calls it out, and. And so she, we, we, we get together regularly when we can. And, um, in our group, she, she came up with names for each of us and it was a really, really powerful and fun experience. And, um, so she is the prophetess and we, we did name her, but she, um, gave me the name of reflector. Ooh, perfect. And we have leather bracelets that she tooled our names into. Oh, you know, I wonder if that's your brand of brilliance, Hmm. Hmm. that reflector, just like if, you know, if you're, if you're a mirror or piece of metal catches the sun and reflects it, it's absolutely brilliant. Hmm. I'd love to talk with you more about that. Well, Lisa, this has been a wonderful, beautiful pearl of a conversation. Yes. And I value you and this whole exploration of personal essence greatly. So thank you so very much. Thank you so much for having me today. It's been a pleasure. All righty. Lisa Sharp of Stylish Sparrow. Is it stylishsparrow.com? Yes. And my company is Really Flourish. Reallyflourish.com. Thanks.